Good morning, City Church. This is Eric with a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. I'm not a dog person. Now, that doesn't mean I don't like dogs. Don't go spreading that rumor. It just means I don't have a dog, and I don't have any plans to get a dog. It's mostly because I'm lazy. I don't want to take care of another living thing. For me, three kids are enough. But I almost was a dog person. When I was single and in seminary, I made plans to get a dog. I talked to dog people to understand what I was getting into. I researched the breed I wanted, a Chesapeake Bay Retriever. I was going to get a dog and buy a Jeep and let the rest take care of itself. I was remembering all of this because one of the readings in the Daily Office Lectionary today is Mark 7, 24 through 30. And in those verses, Jesus uses an illustration about dogs, one that any dog owner and even non-dog owners like me can easily understand. Let me read the whole thing. And from there, Jesus arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and did not want anyone to know, yet he could not be hidden. But immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, let the children be fed first, for it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, for this statement, you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. First, it's important to note that this scene takes place in Tyre and Sidon. That just means it's not in Israel. Jesus has left his home turf. He's in a foreign land, apparently in order to get some rest. He doesn't want anyone to know where he is. As Mark introduces the woman with the possessed daughter, he further stresses this point by saying she is a Gentile, a Syrio, a Syrophoenician. She's an outsider. She's not one of God's people. Now, sometimes when people talk about this passage, they make a big deal out of Jesus referring to this woman as, as a dog, as though he were delivering some sick burn about her being a Gentile. I think that's an overread. Instead, Jesus' dog reference is meant to emphasize something else. He's trying to highlight, as he often did, the priority of his ministry. He came first for Israel, God's people. That's what he means by saying, let the children be fed first. It makes sense. No one would set the table for a family meal, get all the food ready, and then feed their dog first while the children looked on. That doesn't compute. Jesus uses this interaction and his illustration to repeat a consistent biblical theme. God's primary focus is on Israel. But the real punchline of this story in Mark 7 is not what Jesus says at all. It's what the Gentile woman says. She responds to Jesus, accepting his illustration, not bristling in the least at being compared to a dog. She says, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the children's crumbs. She totally understands Jesus's point, and she uses it in her response. As my dog-owning sister has told me many times, one of the great benefits of a dog, especially when your house is full of little kids or other messy eaters, is that dogs lick up all the crumbs that fall from the kitchen table. The woman isn't pushing back on Jesus's point. She's not disputing the priority of the mission to Israel. She's simply asking for a crumb of his love, of his grace, of his rescue. 
In so doing, she shows us two things that we can take away from this passage. First, she shows us that faith is aggressive. That is, it's okay to ask for grace. Rooted in the human condition is a deep sense of our not belonging, of not deserving God's attention or care. We all, in some way or other, consider ourselves outsiders. Surely God's eye must be on other people and not on us. That's precisely what the Syrophoenician woman represents. But she persisted. Out of her desperation for her daughter to be made well, she throws herself on Jesus, acknowledging that she's second in line, but still asking for help. Might we be so bold? Second, this Gentile woman with a demon-possessed daughter shows us that God's grace is wide and powerful. Although Israel is God's primary object of affection in redemptive history, his grace is for all. Just because Israel eats first doesn't mean that there won't be enough for everyone. God's mercy is so good, so lavish, that even a crumb of the gospel is enough. That's good news for me because often a crumb is all I get. I may not be able to understand all the depths of Christian theology. I may not be able to read chapters and chapters of the Bible. I may not be able to feel all the blessings of Jesus I'm supposed to believe. That's okay. A crumb of grace is all I need today. Jesus is that good. God's love is that strong. A crumb from God's table is enough. A crumb of Jesus is all you need. Join us again tomorrow for another episode of Good Morning City Church. Until then, stay well and do good.